Claudia's records uh, today. She's got a lot of blues, a lot of soul, a lot of funk. So I think we're going to be putting something together along those lines next week, maybe. Good night. Good night. said traitor to American democracy. We'll see. I doubt that'll ever be uh, that'll ever be stated or adjudicated. And uh, Allen Ginsberg was before that with his capital air. And he did some recordings like that, sort of out loud poetry with uh, Tom Petty. set of uh, poetry along with rock and roll music. I'm going to play something special now. This is called Working. And it's a musical presentation based on a book by Studs Terkel, a Chicago journalist and uh, leftist wrote about working. He wrote a book called Working, which he interviewed people about their jobs, about their work. Let's see if we can play some of it here for you. Working by Stephen Schwartz and Nina Fazzo. From the book by Studs Terkel, with songs by Craig Carnelia, Mickey Grant, Mary Rogers, Susan Birkenhead, Stephen Schwartz, and James Taylor. Recorded before an audience. LA Theatre Works is proud to present the first revised and updated version of this 1970s popular classic. Based on Studs Terkel's amazing book about everyday exertion and everyday people, working is for anyone who has ever punched a clock a cow, or a supervisor, or wanted to. And now, working.
farmer singing, the carpenter singing, the fireman singing, each one singing, the checker, the drummer, the hummer, the Suitcase. Well, I always wanted to be a fireman. You know, a lot of guys want to be a I have to be a waitress. How else does the world stop putting? I started to eat crops when I was eight. I couldn't go much, but every little bit counts. Every time I would get behind. Hey, somebody, don't you want to hear the story of my life? One of them movie companies, TV documentaries. Won't you come and ask me, please? And pay me a million dollars. Tell you what I do at the store. Cause if you pay me a million dollars, I wouldn't gotta go and do it no more. One, two, three, four. Just like the song said, all the live long day. Everybody that know that song, working for a living the whole day long, all the live long day. Typically in the morning, you wait at the shanty till 7 o'clock. You go in at 7, you start walking your way up the ladder, climbing up the steel. Every two floors, you plank it off. Then you disconnect the bottom of the mast and you tie it to the boom on top of the choking cable. You got a heavy block on the job, probably weighs 200, 250 pounds, something like that. 
I started when I was 18 years old working structural steel. I worked on towers probably 120, 130 feet high. One of the things they say about somebody with an inferiority complex is they're afraid of heights. So automatically, every iron worker has got an ego. <laughs> you're doing something that somebody else can't do. And you wear a tool belt. And when you're a kid 18 years old and you have wrenches in like a holster, you're like a cowboy, a sailor. If I put a two by four on the floor, I couldn't knock you off with a stick. But if I put it up 50 feet, and a little gust of wind comes, and you overreact, you end up falling off. That's why most iron workers start off as kids. When you're 18 and just out of school, the guy next to you walks the beam, you're gonna try and walk the beam too. Iron workers very, very rarely fall in the hole. That's what our term is. If somebody falls off a building, they fell in the hole. We talk a lot about it among ourselves. You iron work long enough, you're gonna get some real scares. I notice myself, I get a copper taste. You know, when you put a penny in your mouth when you were a kid, you know that taste? It's a taste of fear, I guess. As you get older, you reconcile yourself to the fact that it's easier to drop down and coon across the beam, we call it. It's easier, but you lose all the hair on the inside of your legs. You can always tell an iron worker because they don't have any hair on the inside of their legs. <laughs> Another bad thing. Up here, we don't have any outhouses or anything, so we gotta piss in the columns. Everybody's always drunk the night before, so they're always expelling themselves down these columns. But the problem with that is that eventually something's gonna happen where you're gonna have to work down below. <laughs> yeah, and the worst thing in the world is you have to burn something down there, you know? It's like cooking a toilet. But I always knew I was gonna be an iron worker. My older brothers were iron workers, my father was an iron worker, so it was a natural course of events. My father was very disappointed I didn't go to college. We had a college boy at work this summer. One time he saw a book in the back of my pocket. He was amazed. He says to me, you read? <laughs> That's what can get to you sometimes, you know, the non-recognition by other people. To say a man is just a laborer, a woman is just a housewife, it bothers you sometimes. Sometimes, some mornings, I look across the skyline for a building I worked on, say, uh, that office building right there. And I look down and I can see a big fancy car pulling into the parking garage I built. All right, that was a couple of cuts from... <clears throat> from a uh, presentation, musical actually, by based on the story by Studs Terkel called Working. And uh, first we heard uh, Hear America Singing, words by Walt Whitman, and second was Iron Worker Monologue, guy talking about working 130, 140 feet up in the air and how uh, iron workers don't fall. <laughs> He said, uh, people with inferiority complexes <clears throat> are afraid of heights. Well, that's me. <laughs> I was looking for some information, uh, writing a piece about early teacher organizing, sort of pre-teachers union uh, 
efforts to organize teachers. And I ran into this anti-union... Uh, I ran into this anti-union website, which was talking about the scandals, union leadership. And they had three different cases of union officials who had absconded with funds. I think one was 400000 the other was 800000 the others were smaller than those. And uh, sort of reproducing that these union, union uh, officials had taken money from their membership. A terrible thing, by the way. Certainly not meant to, to allow that to happen or excuse that. But it reminded me of several similar scandals, similar in some ways, dissimilar in others. For example, the VW Corporation and other auto manufacturers who were caught um, uh, rigging the ratings for gas mileage, in other words, claiming that the gas mileage in their cars was much higher than it really was, plus the fact that they knew that the gas mileage wasn't that high, but continued to lie about it, even um, adjusted the, the testing devices so the mileage came out higher and the pollution index was much lower than actual. What about Wells Fargo? A $4 billion scandal there, where Wells Fargo... Uh, Wells Fargo workers were encouraged to open bogus bank accounts that, that customers hadn't even asked for and then charging them fees on those accounts. And though there were workers who were doing it, the culpability was traced back up to executive vice presidents of Wells Fargo, and it was found that the company had profited to the tune of $4 billion. What about Jamie Dimon, a banking executive? Sort of a, for a while there, he was kind of like the new whiz kid uh, bank president. He was articulate, he was cute, he was uh, sort of playful, had a sense of humor. Diamond, one year, reported that he had lost, they didn't know where $6 billion had gone. And his statement to the congressional committee that was investigating the, uh, the whole affair was, we just don't know where the money is. Six billion dollars now. Recently, the Congressional Budget Office estimated that the Pentagon had disappeared one trillion dollars. There was one trillion dollars that the Pentagon in the Pentagon's budget that was lost over a 20, 25 year period. One trillion dollars. And all the fuss and feathers about offshore accounts, which companies move money to offshore places 
to avoid taxes. If you and I do it, it's tax evasion and it's a bust, a major bust. If they do it, it's called tax avoidance. It's called using the tax code to your advantage. That was estimated at $20 trillion. Now, the Trump administration has bragged about getting some of that money back by, by how? By gifting those corporations with lower tax rates if they'll return their money to the U.S. So while I am definitely upset about union, union officials absconding with uh, their members' money, how how upset are these anti-union websites with the theft of 20 trillion, 1 trillion, 6 billion, 4 billion? God knows how much the VW scandal costs. And it's not like these are isolated incidents. They come by all the time. I remember one day in... Uh, have been the early 2000s when the California State Teachers Retirement System in the blink of an eye lost value to the tune of $500 million, half a billion dollars because Enron had been reporting success, success, keeping its stock price high and on that day the stock price had collapsed even the California State Retirement System, half a billion dollars poorer. I don't know. It's a matter of, of who's really stealing you? Who's got their hand in your pocket? Really? Really? Unions? Hardly. The problem is much higher up within our government and corporate structure. Okay, we got about 10 minutes to go here. <clears throat> uh, I wanted to play some Albert Collins. We discovered Albert Collins this week. Uh, his theme song called Frosty. Thank you. 
speak of so many things and making a kind of variety of the program. Okay. It requires a lot of different facts of life that we must know about. And when you think about song, the various nations of the earth. And the second there was Ice Pick. Collins was uh, <clears throat> for many years, although a master of the blues guitar, especially all over the world. Stratocaster, master of the Stratocaster. We have been able to make <clears throat> anything that we want to make. Worked. Do anything we want to do. Uh, <clears throat> laboring jobs to support himself. And at one point, he, one point he was called in to work on a laboring job but it don't make at sense. the house where uh, when we came Neil Diamond lived. So <clears throat> working, working class guy, working for a superstar. From every nation in the world. I'll make All a nice little story about that anyway. This is the B. Remember, one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. Remember, please, that if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. Finally, never but never let anyone in your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean this is... Signing off, Labor and Love, where the labor meets the road. Sense. See you in two weeks. No show when next you week. Can't make peace. and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures they've got live comedy to small business advice lgbtq friendly to sports vinyl to gutter punk MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> everybody listen to the weekly review with roman every friday from noon to 2 p.m this is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers activists and artists we talk about ways you can take action right now so listen in to the weekly review every friday from noon to 2 p.m
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe it's a cash cock honey <laughs> you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night we've got live rock and roll some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well come on down 10 p.m. rock and roll only night of the week we have a five dollar cover charge always five bucks for live rock and roll we're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday 2 to 2 come on down have some drinks with us we've got whiskey Wednesday tequila Tuesday and we've always got the Steve McQueen special shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks come down and enjoy our patio it's open uh, in the afternoon not really in the evening but a lot of good folks hanging out back there come on down give us a shout drop by the bar make some friends thanks folks Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District San Francisco California with a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. don't miss it go to Bender's Bar big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Hey, people, this is the Flat Black Plastic Show on MutinyRadio.fm down at 21st of Florida in the heart of the sunny mission. Enjoy. If you can just get your mind together, then come on across to me. And then we'll watch the sunrise from the bottom of the sea. But first, are you experienced? Or have you ever been experienced? Well, I Your little world won't let you go But who in your measly little world Are you trying to prove that You're made out of gold and uh, can't be sold So uh, 
some mints near my window. They were pre-screened. I know a guy. Who knows a guy? Who knows Bob Sicamano? I'm working some of the times. But those times are in the past. I wanted to find the whole me. So I looked in the middle. Hey, that's my material man. What are you, materialistic? I saw a light on in the bathroom. But it was in somebody else's apartment. Man, binoculars are expensive. I thought I had it all. But I just ran out. Now I can't do laundry. Could we possibly? Absolutely. Existence can't happen till it happens. The only exception is bullshit preceding the bull in the china shop. I closed all my browser tabs to save memory. But now I can't remember anything. I wanted some mindless entertainment. But I paid too much attention. And now I am broke. I deleted my browser history because it was a textbook case. It said, are you sure? And I said, you were history. I smoked weed that had no expiration date, and now I'm like this permanently. If the sky was falling, which way's up? If I see you eye to eye, can either of us see anything else? I got a comforter. It's more comfortable than me. Beer comes in cans and bottles, that's gross. I got a notification in the mail today. It said please check your mail. I sent a thank you card, but I haven't mailed it. Beer nuts sure have got balls, to sell a product that contains no beer. I like to stretch rubber bands. They need the exercise. I'm hearing impaired. But only when I'm not listening. I built the perfect chair, but it was uncomfortable. I have a moral compass app on my phone. But I need to keep recharging it? The only thing to fear is fear itself. Isn't that a double whammy? I'm already afraid. Isn't settling up contradictory? Motions the handing money into the sky. When all is lost, you find everything. Message in a bottle reads, help yourself. I lost a small package. Not a huge problem. I tried to sleep, but I got tired. I wrote a bit that killed. It was underscored in shock. I abbreviated doing well did well, and now I can't stop thinking about it. When your past catches up with you you're at a standstill. I tried to take pause, and now we're in reruns. I tried to compare then and now, and now it's later. I have odd times every other so often. I used to be really good, but there was a mix-up and now I'm just good. Really. I once was alone, but now I'm too lone. I have a car. But it drives me crazy. I tried to deliver a joke, but they sent it back. Now I have to write it all over again. I have indoor cat food. But I keep it outside. Diet Coke needs to improve their self-image. I bought something new yesterday, and today I returned it for false advertising. My faucet is hard to predict. It runs hot and cold. I had a time window, but now I'm of time and it's just a window. You have been a mild and peppered audience, you really have, 
I can hear you from here, Martha. Thanks and good night, this is AquaQ. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the sixth annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August. August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
there, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um... We have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, Listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And all the kissing is kissing. What is flat black plastic what could it be it's exactly what you think it is flat black plastic vinyl records round played mixed all for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scott Walker Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, Disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. 
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch you want to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Can you hear me now? All right, cool. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome. This is Friends of the Pod. In studio with me is uh, Ms. Zima Wyatt. Tell me about yourself. Hey, how you doing? Um, I'm Zima Wyatt, and actually I was born here in San Francisco, uh, in Chinatown. And I live oh. in Oakland now. So oh, wow. Um, what? Chinatown. That must have been interesting, cause uh, and the last time I went to Chinatown, um, I don't know if you see it on Facebook or not or whatnot, but um, I went to Speakeasy for one of my friend's birthday, and that's in Chinatown. Ah. Yeah, it's uh, it was a it was a hell of an experience, but I don't know when when <laughs> when you get there, it's like. It's wow. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. energy, the energy is awesome. It's awesome. I'm sure in 1960, I was probably the only African American born in a Chinese hospital. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 1960, oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah, I you know, said. I know I don't look it. I know. Thank you very uh, much. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> But remember, no, Quinn's my 21. sister, so yeah, look no, at her. Ex- exactly. Okay. <laughs> the queen, Quinn Mejia. Yes. <laughs> she yes. <laughs> out floating around in cyberspace somewhere. Yeah, she's she's doing something. She's gonna telecommute for now, and she she's gonna try and make it later on. But you know, she has she has some stuff to deal with, and yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That oh. happens sometimes. But and then. The dynamic, oh my goodness! <laughs> All right, so so tell me how you know. Uh, tell me how you know the queen. Wow! Now that's a story, and of all stories, we've been knowing each other since mm, I think I was in the sixth grade, and she was in the eighth grade. 
Um, we actually went to the same church. Um, we grew up in East Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Just tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. And my mother had so many kids. And I don't mean biological. Um, she adopted anyone and everyone that came along. And Quinn happened to be one of those souls that um, my mother, they just connected. And actually, um, Quinn became the daughter that my that I, I guess, <laughs> was <laughs> the daughter that the foo-foo-shoo-shoo. Let me put it in. <laughs> I anyway. totally understand that. <laughs> okay, you know Quinn. Okay, I totally so understand the that. Shoo, shoo, yeah, I, I was not. And... Um, uh, Quinn just, like I said, she came into our life and my mother just embraced her and the relationship that the two of them had, like I said, people could come to my mother's house, you know, for dinner and they wouldn't yeah. know who her biological children were because she had so many people calling her mom. Oh, that's yeah, cool. you know, and so, so <laughs> Quinn, um, actually, I, it's a story that I don't know if she's ever told you, and I don't know if she wants to tell you. No, but. it's not, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think she opens up about her past like all that often to people like that she's just like gotten close to. It's kind of, it's kind of tough, but I see that, I see that sort of, uh, that that diva wall she puts up and she's such a diva i mean i love her but like she's such a diva and it comes she with came like out baggage. of the womb a diva yeah i totally agree with that but a good i mean she just had this spirit that um my mother understood her where sometimes your parents may not understand you and it may take someone else's mother or father that can see something through you. you yeah. know, just like um, people who work with children. Um, they can see something in that child that their parents may not see and then they can convey that to the parent, just like when kids go to school and something that the parent's not seeing because the teacher is yeah. with them all day long you know, they see a behavior that isn't normal in the household. So Quinn... Which, which is why, like, they're able to give advice to parents exactly, and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And my mother had that type of um, heart. She worked for a mortuary in East Palo Alto. So oh, she was one. always giving to others. Yeah. And so, like I said, she... Um, took Quinn under her wing and the funny part of the Quinn and Zima story is we're only two years apart but there is a lifetime of experience between you two thank you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were in high school um, Quinn was in the 12th grade and I was a freshman I mean no she was in the 11th and I was a freshman now to this day, it's funny. Quinn did not realize how close in age we were because she, you know, she was my big sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, a year, a year and some change apart, like it could mean it could quite literally mean life or death. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. you're, you know, it depends. And she had older sisters. I had older brothers. So my growing up was a little different than her growing up. 
but we were in high school together. I played on the basketball team. I was on the band. And Quinn, yeah. I mean, we were out of she, high school. She's probably just been singing for like 50 years. Yes, or yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm at school every day. And one day, I think it was like in 2004, um, we hadn't seen each other for like 20 years. And we finally reconnected. And she said, you know, I never realized you were t- only two years younger than I am. I said, well, Quinn, I was in high school with you. She said, I just thought you was up in high school hanging out. I said, you thought an eighth grader was hanging out, and you thought Miss Maggie was going to let me hang out in <laughs> high school for two years on the basketball team, on the softball team, in the band. She says, well, it just never registered. I just thought you was hanging out at and school. <laughs> and now that, that's kind of that's crazy because um – like back when you guys were in high school, it was like the, the, 70s. the 70s. Yeah, the and 70s. All, all this stuff's going on, like the Beatles and like oh, Jimi yes. Hendrix is making a splash on the radio. Yeah, there's so much media, but there's a there's a totally different stigma that's going on. And what like what really catches my eye is like you were an athlete and she was you know probably she probably a thespian. Yeah, no, she was the diva. You know, she was into the cosmetics tap. and so cosmetology. So okay. we all went to Quinn to get our hair done. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes yes, sense. Yes, Quinn is a bad mm-hmm. hair stylist. Oh, she's a definitely a bad mama jamma and a. <laughs> dynamite singer so you get all that in one person so she's had this you know she sang with josephine baker at 14 what she never told me that (laughs) i'm sorry sis but yes you know at the circle star theater in redwood city so she's had that fever and she'll she's gonna take it to her grave I wanted. I want to take a moment. You said Redwood City. You guys grew up in East Palo Alto. Yes, the right. Peninsula. Oh my goodness! The, the Peninsula itself has like a different energy, but oh, uh, Red, Redwood yes. City. Like the, you could tell the people in Redwood City, despite all the stuff that's like mm-hmm. going on, they have mm-hmm. like a sort of like character. Right. Yeah. Right. I used to live in a pla- an area called Friendly Acres. <laughs> <laughs> must have been pretty friendly and it was it was really cool it was like the quietest part of redwood city you know it was a long marsh road okay and, that um, was, yeah, yeah it was just an area with a bunch of duplexes that um were really nice and the people a lot of us worked for ray camp corporation yeah which was just on the other side of marsh road yeah, it's. I think it's still in Menlo Park. It yeah. is. It's called Tyco now. Yeah. Yeah, I worked there for eleven years, um, from nineteen to thirty. Years well, old, well, yeah. Tyco, Tyco is what I know from like the nineties because I'm, right. I'm an eighties yeah. baby. I was born in eighty seven. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 But I know exactly what you're talking about because you exit Marsh and like on the left is Redwood City. Right. On the right is Menlo Park. Right. Yeah. And then up. And if you go uh, east, west a little bit, you'll be in Woodside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love the peninsula, um, but I also love the East Bay, and I miss San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know there's some, there's something about the peninsula. I've I've been in the peninsula pretty much my whole life, except for mm-hmm. college. Like I needed to get out of here for college. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, I went to UCLA. Uh, it was probably like my worst and best decision of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean it was the worst because I don't know the people are very. Um, when I went there from between 2005 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, there was because Hollywood is like right there. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody just became la la. Not not. <laughs> I w- yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not superficial by mm-hmm. any means, but um, I mean, no, no, no. that's what I mean to say. I think they're mm-hmm. just very superficial, but they're not la, fake. Like that's what they're they grow la, up. La people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then you come over here and people are like, people have like these blue collar jobs that mm-hmm. get up to the point where like they have to think, uh, think white collar because nowadays mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. nowadays like people are making $100,000 a year and you're still considered poor. Exactly. Yeah. You need to go live in Sil- Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Oakland because like I've been seeing a lot of Oakland lately. Oakland. Mm. Yeah, um, I moved to Oakland from East Palo Alto in 2004. Okay. And when I first moved there, the homeless uh, situation, it was there, it was present, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't overwhelming. And that's what's happening right now in Oakland is there's this mass wave of homelessness that, it, you know, you have the term pop-up for food. No, there are pop-up communities, tent fam, you know, units that are popping up wow. all over Oakland, all under the underpass, the um, anywhere there is an open space on the um, freeway entrance. Um in East Oakland, in the Fruitvale, there has been uh, several fires of um, encampments because yeah. the people have no place to go. And the one thing that I can say that the homelessness there, the homeless, are not hungry because there's a lot of food that are that's being given out daily, but they're they can't afford to live in Oakland. I mean, I'm having a problem living in Oakland. Well, I, I think uh, I think Oakland's like the poster child for being gentrified, I think. Cuz um you know, if you if you start like let's say you go into a small community in Oakland, say West Oakland. Yeah, exa- exactly, <laughs> like West Oakland. Mm-hmm. And you start putting things like I mean, not Starbucks, but like stuff like Stuff like Swarovski or fucking like Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Now, because there's now because it's there, people are gonna see it as like a destination because mm-hmm. that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. So more people are gonna start going in there, and they're gonna be talked to mm-hmm. by some investors about you know changing this whole community. Mm-hmm. It has and changed. Oakland is definitely changed. It has yeah. changed since I moved. I live in West Oakland, right yeah. in the. they call it uptown but uptown is on the other side of 24 (laughs) or 980 (laughs) so i'm on the 
I guess, west west side of 980. You're you're not too far off from uh, Lake Merritt, I think. No, 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 no. I'm I'm closer to the bottoms, what they call the bottoms, which is by the West Oakland BART station. Market, okay, okay. Grand yeah. Market Street and West Grand. Where the fire, as a matter of fact, the fire that they just had last week, I was a part of the people that electricity was affected at 2 o'clock in the morning because all of a sudden I heard this pop in the house. And, yeah. you know, I woke up and I noticed that everything, the lights were off. And I'm like, I know PG&E did not cut off my PG&E at 2 o'clock in the morning. Come on, <laughs> let me get there at 5 o'clock. But, yeah. you know, and then I started walking through the house because it was like a dead spirit, which means the energy was, there was no light, no, no kind of electricity. And I went to the kitchen and all I could see was this orange fireball. So, of course, everybody, wake up everybody in the house, Let's we get dressed, we go running around the corner, and the new complex that's right on uh, West Grand, up in flames. And that's what's happened, that's what has been occurring in Oakland for like the last two years with all the new units that are being constructed in these different communities. For some reason... They are being vandalized, arson. That makes sense. I can't. I can't really speak about the people that do it, but I don't know. I uh, I'm at a loss for words, actually. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, it, it's you know, it's the double-edged sword. You yeah. know, I live in Oakland. I live in West Oakland. I ne- live in that neighborhood, but I wouldn't be able to afford a unit there. I couldn't afford a um, studio. Oh, that's expensive. It's expensive. It, it, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, you know, two thousand dollars for a studio apartment. Well, <laughs> m- move, moving on from that though, coming from Oakland, we got the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm kind of <laughs> torn because I'm a native San Franciscan, you know. So them com- <laughs> them coming back home. They're they're coming back over coming here. Chase, back Chase, home. Chase Arena, is, yeah, yeah. Chase Arena is going to be built by next year. Champ, yeah. Champ, you want to say something about that? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Champ, that's Zima. Zima, hey, that's the how Champ. How you doing? Uh, sit, sit right there, Champ. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> that was nice. That was I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Want some headphones? Yeah, Got them right there. This one? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting into So, so Quentin, Quentin told me that you did, uh, you do some photography for the Warriors, <laughs> which is why I want to talk about like Revolution in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, I've been photographing for them since 2007 when I used to work for the Globe newspapers, and now I shoot for uh, Sports in the Bay. Felicia McDaniel's. Sorry, she's gonna kill me. Felicia Purcell. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so when there's opportunities because they are the champs, the photographers now are getting booted out 
because of all the different TV channels, stations that want to be there at the Warriors games. So, you know, the little ones, we lose our spot because some TV channel wants to be at a Warriors game. So, you know. Either one of you want to answer this? Uh, we got Quinn coming in. Hey, Quinn. Hello, Bob. Hey, Quinn. I hear you. This is Zima. Quinn Mejia. <laughs> where Where is Quinn Mejia? <laughs> Quinn Mejia got a call in today. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you about life, but... <clears throat> Um, since you're not talking about me, I'm, I'm over here live at um, Chipotle. Nice. In San Jose, <laughs> and it's a lot of weird energy out here today in San Jose. <laughs> but we're not talking about me. Hi, Zima. Hey, sis. How you doing? Girl, I'm telling you, I'm, this, this lady had to put the man off the bus because he said he was going to set me on fire. And what? you know I got SDD. Is it? No, that's what? SDD. SDD. You know when you got to set you on fire? What kind of shit is that? So, the bus is crowded, and he don't want to be touched. And he got uh, he has in his hand a um, a thing you pull the plug and you and, and you put out on the street when your cars broke down. Yeah. Uh huh. He has one of those, and he. So first, oh. this other man touched him, and he was gonna kick his ass and jump on him. And I'm standing by the other guy, and the guy keeps saying he's sorry, and he's threatening the other guy. And so I'm standing by him, and then I bump into him, and he says, uh, "I'm gonna kick your ass." And I wow. said, "Let me just tell you, ain't another man gonna hit me on this planet." Wow. And I meant that shit, and he said, I'm going to kick your ass. And I said, like I said, if you're going to, you, you know, we like had a standoff on the bus in the back of the bus at this point. And so the lady is saying, um, was he just uh, trying to uh, recreate sir, the Rosa Parks moment? This is a packed freaking bus in, in, in Santa freaking state. So on the way, you know where I was mm. going to take care of my phone bill. Yeah. Get there, and the, phone, the machine is down. So I said, okay, I'll turn around and... There's one about three more blocks to get on that bus, and the nut is on the bus. So she can't, she's driving, like, still driving with the nut on the bus, and it's getting so bad that other clients are getting involved. So at this point, the people got me blocked off from him while she kicked him off the bus, and he said he's thinking he's going to set me on fire. What? She takes me five blocks what? away from where I need to go, which is more toward out of way near the train station. So she lets me off there. I got to walk five more blocks back to where so I could take care of this phone, and by the time it's like it's a wrap, I could do it live. Oh, wow. It's not, it's not worth me even trying to, you know? No. Nah, to have this really. energy, you know, so I knew I could do it live. I want to say, Zima, thank you for coming. Oh, Bob, I love you guys so much. <laughs> but did Zima you tell too, you Queen. who she is yet? <laughs> yes, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, no, we, she tell you well, she we've been talking about, about you, actually. 
Oh, Lord. I, I wanted to explore the dynamic between the the queen and the photographer, apparently. You know, uh, the tomboy and the diva. Yeah. <laughs> how, you got con- how you got connected with mother. <laughs> because I didn't want to play dolly doll and makeup and all that. So, you well, know, wasn't I passed that you on. Diva? <laughs> diva? Oh, my you God. Did you bring my high school pictures just so no, they could see how I'm in a ninth grade swoop to do? No, I didn't. I did tell them the story about you thinking that I was six years or seven years younger when we were at high school at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even smoke weed then. Go you should have been. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, shouldn't even, you shouldn't even say that. You should have been. Day. I thought you was out on the grass. <laughs> and I'm that. And I'm that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but my sister just said that basketball teams out of these fall also programs. She's a phenomenal. I, and I thank you. She she is an enigma. Oh, yeah. isn't she? She's a phenomenal and so and um, the way she has come back, fought uh, MS is like, you know, her courage to do this when when she first shared with me her cha- that she was diagnosed. You know, I didn't even know. I had no idea what cancer was. Or, you know, MS. It probably didn't exist in the 70s. Yeah. Recently, actually. She's speaking of uh, present day. Like the last five years. Yeah. When I was telling you earlier about the water. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll get to to that at one point. (laughs) There is so much to cover. (laughs) Yes. So, any entertainment with you guys today, uh, Bob? Uh, we got we got the heavyweight champ over here, Queen. Oh. You, you hey, should, you the heavyweight. Right. The champ is here. <laughs> hey, the champ champ. Is here. <laughs> Look, I needed you on the bus. Yeah, I know. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the type of stuff don't fly when I'm around. I was squaring off, champ. Hey. I put my bags down. I was squaring mm. off. I was like, okay, look like this is what I'm going to do before I get what I'm no, we don't have to send oh no my bell. God, You know, we don't have to go see the Bells bondsman, sis. We don't. No, because I said you. You think you're gonna set me on fire? I'm gonna bite the shit out of you. I'm gonna yep. bite you and bite you and bite you and bite you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an advocate for street violence, but at the same time, it's like stand your ground. You threaten to set me on fire, you're gonna get shot. Yeah, you gonna set me on fire. He had yeah. the spark in his hand. Yeah, getting ready to pull it. Nope. And everybody on the but in the back of the freaking bus, it ain't no it ain't no room. But our champ, I'm telling you, we need security. I'm telling you. <laughs> so who you beating up in the world today? <laughs> uh, actually, in a couple hours, I'll be wrestling over at uh, El Toro Nightclub. Oh. Uh, oh, at a nightclub. Cemetery Avenue in in San Francisco. Oh, you a wow, stripper? Wrestler. You ain't no boxer. I mean, hey. That's after that's after dark. That's after dark. Hey, I'd rather have a wrestler than a boxer because a wrestler I know he don't take him down. Yeah. I'm at the I'm so I'm so is in the wrong location. <laughs> Your protection is here. I'm sitting up no, here with a burrito like and a and some and some chips, man. Well, he has a gentle face. 
and dimples. He has a gentle face. Oh, man. Now I'm over here blushing. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and turn my back right now. Just, uh, oh, and his head is shining. Well, that, that's because it's hot. I'm sweating. I'm from Washington. This is too hot for me. Ooh, I've been having bad sweating spells. Maybe, maybe it's good I wasn't there to drip all over you. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't think he would have been able to handle it. <laughs> You'd be surprised if I can handle it. I'm learning how Look to scale my and shit. They call me Sin for a reason. <laughs> the rumors are true. Oh, my God. Bob knows. Oh, exactly. Got, oh, He's heard the stories. <laughs> they got tools for everything, for climbing. Oh, yeah. Lasso it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got them all in my room. You you don't have to not be able to do a damn thing on this planet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so shit. Oh, man, that's... So you taking somebody down today? You taking someone down tonight? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a five-on-five tag team match. And um, based on the story... I haven't been announced as one of the participants mm-hmm. um, because they want to keep it a mystery until oh, I go out there. Oh, okay. But, oh, that's yeah. why you didn't promote it on your yeah. page. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then uh, and then tomorrow I'll be in Daly City um, going against 29 other guys too. 29? Wow. Oh, wow. Nah, well, you don't look like you, um, you've been banged up. You know, oh, I'm, much. I'm well, covered Gina, in don't scars. be talking about how he look. I'm all sick and shit because I can't forehead? see. Oh. The back of my head right here. <laughs> I got scars Gina, all over my body. Gina, you got big arms? Yes. You got big arms? Yes. You do? I mean, yeah. they're all right. They, I'm, he, wearing a, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. Or he can hold like you. <laughs> He's wearing long somebody, sleeves right now. Somebody, somebody better have yeah, some of that up. weed for me. That's I don't care how he gets it. I don't care how he gets to Foster City. It better be there for me. <laughs> Man, I'm heating up over here. Byway, damn. Bye. Got me out here. Got him shaking his shirt. I know. Trying to fan himself. Child, <laughs> menopause hands. <laughs> oh my God. Talking live here from Chipotle. Oh, I need one of them Holy Ghost. Yeah, no, uh, you need the menopause with the crew. Not yeah. the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will break on you. Sure. <laughs> Is, uh, am I tying up the line? Now you all good. You all good? How no, many lines yeah. we got? We only got one, but I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to answer Gil's phone call because I don't have the timer. <laughs> Bob over here being lazy, so he's we like, "All right, got we got one." one. Li- <laughs> we we got one line. I'm I'm Quimmy here, talking from San Jose Chipotle. Just um, had to do the street scene today because the universe called it out that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hello world. <laughs> hello, Quinn. <laughs> You know, you yeah. know what? The, ne- the next time, uh, the next time, me, you, and Russell are at karaoke, I'm 
Russell and I are going to sing you some Rosa Parks. Oh. You're going to sing me some what? <laughs> Is Russell there? Nah, no. nah, Russell's not here. What the hell? Russell <laughs> Truffles. Zima, you need to experience it. We call it Oh, the you've never had Russell's mouth Truffles? Orgasm. No. Oh, no. man. You, you oh. missed out. You gotta you gotta come out one yeah. of these times when Russell's here. He's I told him I'll slap yeah. somebody for them damn troubles. Oh. Yeah. Uh-uh. This truffle bust hurt. open yeah. in your mouth, girl. <laughs> do they melt in your mouth? Oh, they do they more than dance. that. Oh. Yeah, they, <laughs> um, they they burst open in your mouth and all of your whole mouth. Your whole mouth is full of pleasure. Oh. Can you imagine Are we talking about the troubles or me? (laughs) (laughs) What's really going on? We we are talking about truffles, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I didn't know truffles bursted in your mouth. I know they melt. Depends on the truffle. Oh, Uh, yeah. Blushing over here, the no, dimples are. Uh, you know oh, what? Don't no, tell I just me saw you got the, a dimple. I just saw where the conversation was turning, so I'm ready now. I didn't <laughs> know it was going to be this type of radio show, Bob. <laughs> it's not. It's you told not. me to come down here and promote wrestling. You got me out here just talking about truffles, being looking like a piece of meat. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I didn't know they would turn you into that. I don't. Crap, I you, yes, you did. No, I did not. You set me up. You set me up. Thank you. Well, he he's not supposed to tell his identity until this tonight. You know? So yeah, trying oh, to change that it up. So, oh, yeah. Well, did I mess up? Oh well. Yeah, we we're trying to change uh, it, keep it undercover for us. <laughs> I mean, as long as you as as didn't check in, you'll be all right, but... I keep, I keep asking the universe, what did I do? What, I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> what, time, what time is your I, fight, I, I, I'm about to get one of these scooters and start scooting along. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. You gonna rent a Vespa yeah, for right. me? I almost <laughs> had to do that trying to find parking over here. <laughs> right. Oh, you I drove park- here. Yeah. I, how soon am I gonna get here, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the park. I'm, I'm fat and lazy. Park I don't like I'm me, not baby. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan apparently Moses the bus is out Quinn. of question. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, Ooh, apparently. Look, so. look, I'm gonna go get that. I'm gonna go get that arsenic and, and have him threaten you guys. Shoot. <laughs> Compared to the heavyweight champ, no, there's no question about it. That'd be a bad life decision champion. for him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you know so, why I'm not there? Because hmm. I would be your contender. That's oh, why shoot. I'm not there. See now, <laughs> that's a call way. out. That's a call out to me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm the champion 24/7. So anytime, mm-hmm. all you got to do is show up with a ref. I'm gonna give you some tight, tight boxer shorts. Got them on right now. Ooh. <laughs> he do, he actually does. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm going straight to the show after this. Yeah. Oh, what color so, are they? Quinn, we trying to find what? out when his show. What's going on with his show? Doors open oh, at seven okay. o'clock. It's at El Toro Nightclub in San Francisco. Mm. Um, I'm going on probably nine thirty. Okay. That's cool. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I'm what in the class. Uh, heavyweight. You go on at 9:30, and what is the charge to get in? Huh? How much does it cost to get in? I think like 10, 15 bucks. 
Yeah, people need to know. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. So I'm, I'm about come. to head over there after the show. <clears throat> so I'll, they can see Bob's line. Bob's line. Yeah. I've been I've been inviting him to my shows for three years, and he hasn't showed up to one. This Thank man, you, this man bought an airplane ticket and a hotel room in Las Vegas to come see me wrestle out there. All the way up until the day I left, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see you there. I'm gonna see you there." You know, That's he never a damn showed up. Shame. You know, he never showed up. I can't stand fake friends like that. Uh, he's, he's not a fake friend. He's just. He never shows he up. Never, he never shows well, up. Well, that sounds like a fake friend to me. Unless, unless there's music or lumpia, he ain't showing up. No. Well, look, this and is what he you was, or tacos. Do. Well, and he was supposed to bring me a gang of lumpia the other night because he went to the <laughs> the lumpia fest. Mm. And oh, that was you know who showed up empty-handed? Ooh. Bob. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know Bob, who still let him in the bar? Him like me. The heavyweight. You're not treat, treating him like the heavyweight. Yeah. I'm imagining here. He probably has the bomb in the car right now. <laughs> no, I ain't leaving him in the car. Mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm imagining a, a heavyweight champion, and uh, Bob, you ain't, you're not treating him like he's a heavyweight. I'll, I'll, well, sur- six, I'll surprise him. He's six, he's six five of heavyweight champ. I'm six mm. four. I'm six mm. four. Don't, Clo- give, don't give me enough. extra inches. Mm. I got enough mm. of those. Mm. Mm. I'm 340 mm. oh, I'm pounds. Mm. I'm black and Native mm. American. Mm. I'll, send, I'll just send you a picture right now. I know you're on Messenger. <laughs> I think we need to get her a ShamWow or something. Are you right? <laughs> what cyberspace are you right? in? <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember that dog used to get a biscuit and float all the way up in yes, the air? So. Yes. Mm, yes. Mm. Oh, thanks. You might Jeff. be too. We might, I might be telling my age. Shit. Can I get a picture with the But that's a dog with yeah. a biscuit, honey. <laughs> okay. There we go. Bob over there just tried to take a picture of us, and I think he took a selfie. Cause he's a okay, finish, finish, no, finish no, no, no. I, I, I actually took a picture. Oh, right. uh, again, I am recording live from Chipotle in uh, San Jose. So anybody in San Jose want to hit us up? I want a on... super carne asada bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's my stick right there. Yeah. Double the meat. Double, double the meat. We yes. got we got Zima. And I'll we take have Zima, uh, entrepreneur who is. Uh, created many things in her lifetime and I uh, work with the Warriors photographer. Are you still working with them, Zima? Yes, when they have an available space for little old Zima. But uh-huh. yes, I did a couple of games in uh, during the preseason. Um, but you know I'm retired so I come yeah, out that's whenever what you say. I feel like I want to do a game. Oh, so that is yeah. sick. You can just hit a, you can just hit up somebody like Steve Kerr and be like, "Hey, let me take pictures." Right. No, no. Actually, you know you I work can. for. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. want to, bad enough, I have you can. family members on the Warriors, so oh, okay. I can't get tickets from them. Okay. There's ways. What? There's ways. Well, well, he, give me the 411, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you, you what's fun about being a, um, or, when sorry, you are a, assistant. that's it. <laughs> Say what, Quint? When you are a mutt puppy. Let me tell you what the advantage of being a mutt puppy. 
What is that? You may not who you know who your daddy is, but you sure got a bunch of siblings. <laughs> what? Now, where did that I, come from? I can almost wipe my ass with the fucking Donald Trump toilet paper to my right. <laughs> what, uh, you really got Donald Trump toilet paper? It's not, not even kidding you. It's right here. Wow. It's fucking Donald Trump that's on crazy. toilet paper because that's literally where he belongs. That's I wouldn't even want his face yeah, near my want... rear end. I'm sorry. No, no I may catch it I don't. I don't want him in my interview <laughs> no, at all. No, I don't want him in the bathroom with me no. on toilet paper. <laughs> No kind Especially of that's the best time to meditate, and I don't want him ruining that. Right? Is it, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it is better to know who your damn enemies are. And he just, he just, he's the antiseptic that's pulling all this shit to a head. Now we gotta act accordingly, since we know who the motherfuckers are. Well, it is good that we know who our enemies are, but yeah. now that we know who he is, now he needs to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, we know you. We don't need to keep getting reminded of them. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm voting on fucking November 6th. <laughs> yes, good, get out good. and yeah, vote definitely. next Tuesday. Yep. It's very, very, very important that we get yes, out. Yes, get out and vote. He said and Do today, something about that damn tin, because uh, they're going to be burning. Oh, Zima, did you tell them about the fire? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Damn, y'all done talked up that's everything. Right. Well, uh, sh- 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 <laughs> we ain't right even now, an basically. hour in the show. Yeah. Well, we want to get back to the champ and see what's going on with the champ. Who want to get back to what? The champ. Because he's going to have to leave in a little bit, you know. He's, he's... Oh, the champ going to have to leave? Champ's going to have to leave. All right, champ. How many a... fights have you won? Uh, shoot. I've been doing this since... Uh... I went pro in 2010, so probably Ooh. close to a thousand matches. I've mm-hmm. probably won 500, 600, something like that. Wow. There's an official tally somewhere on the internet. I'm just lazy and I don't want to look it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so how how many matches do you have a week? Uh, well, I mean, there's ra- there's rare occasions where I could do five shows mm-hmm. a weekend, mm-hmm. um, but like this weekend, if uh, I'm doing today, tomorrow, and then on Saturday at the company that I'm the champion of, we're having a Young Lions Cup, and mm-hmm. that's where all the young wrestlers who are uh, two years or younger in the in the business mm-hmm. get a chance to go out there and compete in the tournament, and basically it's like. Um, the new rising star mm. of professional wrestling and uh, I'm because I'm the champion I'm obligated to be there even though I'd be there even if I wasn't mm-hmm. you know because mm. it's just cool to see who's coming up yeah yeah I grew up on Bearcat Ride Peter Maiva uh, Peter Maiva yeah um, uh, the Ray high chief. Stevens yep. Pat Patterson yep. the they wrestled right over here in the Cow yeah, Palace yeah I grew up yeah I wrestled yeah. in the Cow Palace twice last That's, year that was my place. Yep. My mother used to work there. She okay. worked at Candlestick with the Giants, worked at Cow Palace. I, you know, going to the Cow Palace, watching the wrestling, my brother always had to have a seat in the third row. Mm-hmm. So what happens when you're sitting in the third row? 
<laughs> if somebody's face that's wet and bloody comes oh, yeah. over you're there gonna get, and that. You're gonna get. And I was a little kid, you know. I remember the the little people, and I remember the bear, mm-hmm. the real live bear they used to put in the ring. A fucking bear. A bear. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was in the That was back seven, when they didn't six, care about six, the audience. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. They didn't care about public safety. Exactly. <laughs> at, at the Cow Palace and at the mm-hmm. Oakland Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, the matches. And oh, wow. I've seen blood and head split open as a kid. That's, but we like were always there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Sandy Parker, female wrestler. Sandy first, Parker. African American female. That's where I've heard that name. That's where I've heard that name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I got the opportunity to wrestle in the Cow Palace last year. Was Mm -hmm. it last year? I think it was last year. Mm -hmm. That was last year. Yeah, Yeah. um, I wrestled there twice, and it was pretty awesome because when I first moved to California when I was a kid, um, my dad took me to a wrestling Mm -hmm. show, and it was at the Cow Palace. Mm -hmm. First time I ever saw The Undertaker live. Oh. Oh, okay. So, oh, the Undertaker and was when I, It was kind of surreal when I was driving up the uh, driving up Geneva, mm-hmm. and Geneva. you just see the the big building, yeah. with the big red oh, letters. Yeah. It's, like Cal Cal Palace. it's like I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Wow. Um, then I pull in, and then I go. I walk into the building, and I just walk into the arena, and I saw the exact seats that me and my dad sat in oh, when wow. I first saw the Undertaker live. I bet that. Was and then my good. kids were a lot duh. To be there to watch me mm-hmm. wrestle live in mm-hmm. the cop house. It was kind of dope. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's amazing that you love what you do. Oh, yeah. If I wasn't built for this, then I'd be dead. <laughs> He's built for it. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you wasn't doing this, you'd be dead, you said? Yeah. Mm. Because before, before, I, before I found wrestling, I was on a... A dark path to go. Okay. To a bad. To self discovery. That's what the shit does sound like. Self discovery or self destruction. I don't know what it was. But. Yeah, those are those are the two choices we deal with every day. You know that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we could choose exactly. to self destruct, mm-hmm. and it don't matter what the vice is, uh, or we could choose to uh, do what you did, mm-hmm. find something in ourselves and become great. Mm-hmm. Like you are, and like Zima. Zima took her situation and made it amazing. I mean, you, and that, oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that's look like, it looks like to me, that's the way we got to get down. And there was a strong, it was a song that came out when I was a little girl, Only the Strong Survive. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, because it looks like shit happens all the damn time. As long as you're above ground. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know where where the thing is going to come from. But, you know, a lot of people think they're on a dark path, but I think they're on a path to, to find out what is true for them. And uh, some of them are not able to stay in the course because just like you fight and you prepare for a fight, you got a lot of stuff that you fight against your mind, other people's opinions, Mm -hmm. and all of those. And it seems like no matter how old we get, we still care about what somebody thinks about it. Mm -hmm. And so um, you was on a path. You found a place to take this energy and now you're the champion Zima took her situation made herself a champion so this story today seems like 
to all of those who may be listening that if we we look like shit gonna happen, but we still gotta champion our situation. Am I and am, am I coming from the right place? Oh, yeah. oh yes, yes, definitely. yes, oh, no, that's yes definitely. Yeah, yeah, I know that. You know, once they told me that I had di- that I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, um, but I had been living with it for thirty years undiagnosed mm. and going through so many different <clears throat> excuse me um procedures needles from head to toe and them not knowing well that's why i call it multiple mm. because they don't oh. know because it could affect it affects your central nerve system so it could be anything i mean the tip of my finger could hurt to the point to where i may need to go to the hospital mm. but getting that information and realizing that I am the owner of my life. Yeah. And regardless of what the doctor said to me that, you know, I needed a vascular bypass, I refused to allow them to do that because they told me to do it before I get too old. Uh-huh. I'm already in my fifties. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> so you tell me that you know, you yeah, if I can make it to eighty, I'd be happy. My daddy's ninety-five, you know, and he's the healthiest person in the family, you know. So, but it, it's that change your way of thinking, you change your way of being. So, wow, January one. 16 I said that I was I stopped eating red meat like in 2014 so I started that process then I started juicing Mm -hmm. and then oh juicing is the way to go right (laughs) yeah sometimes sometimes I tried juicing and I couldn't be away from a bathroom for more than an hour. Really? It, yeah, it was really. Bad. It, dep- it depends on your system. It, what were, well, it depends on what you. I don't know, remember. <laughs> I, know, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm no, sorry, no, but, but it really does depend on what it is that you're putting in your system. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm not very. Uh, Wait, did you add any protein mix or anything? No, I. You know what? It was uh, uh, my son's mother. She got into being. Like all organic and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and um, healthy living and everything, mm-hmm. she she's like, oh, you got to try this juice thing, and I'm like, okay, and I tried it, and yeah, it messed me up for like two days. Mm. Well, it is supposed to clean you out. It, it did. Yeah. Yeah. It did. <laughs> clean, clean yeah. the system. Yeah. I had to kick my son out of the bathroom. Not today. <laughs> Daddy's got it. Go to your room. (laughs) Make sure you lock the door. (laughs) Don't use the bathroom for 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Had to tell him, don't take a two-hour shower. Oh. Oh. Yeah. 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 Damn. He's 11. Yeah, Yeah, I know how that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a beautiful. So then you come into a, a, a place where you decide that your temple, your body, is everything to mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. and you want to treat it a certain kind of way. Well, sometimes that's all you—that's all you have, like to survive out here, is like your yeah. body and your mind or whatever. But if you look at your body, think about when you cut yourself, and you don't go to the doctor and get it stitched up. You put a Band-Aid on it. In a couple of days, that wound is going to close up. 
mm-hmm. which is telling you your body can regenerate itself. Yes. But if you don't keep the wound clean, it gets infected yeah. and poisons mm-hmm. the body and cause a deeper infection that may cause something else. So until you are really in tune with your body, meditating helped me as well. Um, Just stay focused on the fear because there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of anger because you want to say, why me? But then again, when when I look at what came out of me finding out I had MS, for me to be sitting here today walking, mm-hmm. running, swimming mm-hmm. when I was using a walker five years ago wow. because I changed my way of thinking, I changed my diet, mm-hmm. and I started swimming. But how I got in a swimming pool was my cousin suffered a stroke who had been swimming, lived around the corner, needed someone to take her to the pool, and I decided, okay, I'm retired, I could take you. But I had no intention of getting in a pool. Because mm-hmm. wow. I'm thinking, I can't because of what they're saying is going on in my body. Right. You know, they took me off my job, told me, get out of here. You can't come back until a vascular surgeon release you. So I'm like, okay, if I burp am i gonna am i gonna just die or what's going on so i'm living this for like three or four years of confusion not knowing what's going on in my body that i just decided like i said take it in my own hands i got in the pool it took five months of me taking my cousin to the pool watching her swim Mm -hmm. and on this fifth month she was in the pool and she had these flotation barbells and Mm -hmm. the intensity in her face the light bulb you know the little cartoon with the light bulb I'm telling you it did I heard it go ding and I heard this voice said Sharon is swimming for her life what are you doing and I I was reading a book by Thich Nhat Hanh Anger (laughs) so I said I'm sitting there reading a book about anger she in the pool releasing whatever anger in the pool (laughs) so the next I when she got out of the pool I said cuz tomorrow I'm getting in the pool and it's been three and a half years Um, I gave up the walker I went to a cane gave up the cane I use it as if I need it Um, my neurologist every time I see her she tells me to is do impressed. these things you know they, actually it's like a sobriety test is mm-hmm. what I go through they make me touch my nose see if you can touch your nose you know yeah. walk across the room so now I'm skipping across the room and she's just shaking her head like mm. whatever she's doing whatever you're doing keep doing it yeah my vascular surgeon, I only see him once a year he says I'm completely blocked from my waist what? down Wow. My vein. I'm supposed to be blind. I'm not supposed to be walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever whatever you're doing. So what had happened was I think the CDB helped and the THC helped. Oh, yeah. It really did because I started making tea out of it and drinking it. Mm So somehow my veins started to expand down Mm -hmm. my legs. So I'm getting blood down my legs now but even when I get the test it still says you're blind and he keeps shaking his head see me next year so I'll see him next month and we're gonna 
swam a mile for women's cancer uh, nice. two weeks ago. Nice. Which is That's 36 awesome. laps. Yeah. Damn. 36 champions in the house y'all so i formed a group called the high ouch mermaids because we're all retired we all have a high ouch of something Mm -hmm. from cancer to heart attacks stroke right um knee replacements breast cancer survivors and then i have another sister in there that is in a progressive state of ms so i see where i'm supposed to go Mm mm-hmm but I'm not going to accept that. Right. Because she said if she knew 26 years ago about the pool, she would have gotten in the pool 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. So now she's in the pool with us. We call her Octopus. Each one of us have a name. I'm Flipper. What's your, okay. I'm Flipper. Nice. And we have Turtle, and then we have Ducky, and we have Swanee 1 and Swanee 2. We have Dory. I'd be good with Duck. <laughs> and then we have... <laughs> Instead of Nemo, Nima. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. So, yeah, we swam over 200 and plus laps between the six of us that was in the pool. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. At Mills College two weeks ago. That's awesome. Yeah. So, for my Champions in the house. They got a a good pool over there, too. Yeah. Yeah. it's, It's huge. But we swam... Three times a week, we started at the Plunge in Richmond, which is a saltwater saltwater indoor pool, and we call it the Cocoon. You know the movie Cocoon mm-hmm. because yeah, it's full of seniors, and I'm telling you, <laughs> they come in like this, you know, wobbling, and they walk out skipping because there it is a fountain of youth. Mm-hmm. If anyone's out wow. there, you need to help your body rejuvenate. And regenerate the water. So now that it's being resurfaced for the next three months, um, we've been going to uh, the Emeryville Outdoor Aquatic Center. Okay. And it is the bomb. So three times a week, we're out there. And it has really helped, like I said, when I go see my neurologist and I see the people coming through the office, somebody may come in with a walker, somebody may come in with a limp, somebody may come in with a cane, somebody may roll in a wheelchair, which are the different stages I am supposed to be at. I refuse to accept that. That is awesome. Beautiful, beautiful, Tina. Both champions, Bob. There you go, do, uh, I need. Do You're we need to take a break no. and, yeah, and listen am. to some music and let me call you guys back and see if anybody like in five, less than five minutes? Sounds good? Uh, okay. That sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We got two champions in the house, Muni radio station listeners, and we're so happy to have them with us. One's going to win the house tonight in San Francisco, and Zima's winning her life and taking control of her life. I'm in there with her. Bob is in there with her. So it looks like we're going to take a quick station break. Bob, we need to put on Quinn Mejia stuff. Ain't you need to put on Quinn Mejia stuff? All right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to look on YouTube right now. Yeah, look go. on YouTube and play Deja Vu. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like and the we gotta talk of my oh, sister has been such a great oh, musical yes. support for me. Nice transgender. And um 
I had about 1,500 units, I uh, think, and she just found one original <laughs> when I visited her by the, of my original album. But, yeah, so while we take a station break, you can listen to Deja Vu. And uh, the champ is in the house tonight. Everybody give him a a, a, a big old fist up because he's going to whoop that, whoop that, whoop All that. Right. Whoop. <laughs> See, Bob, I need to have her promoting me. What is she doing? <laughs> she got, she got to go over here sleeping. She got a different type of energy. I'm just, yeah. here, I'm just here to drive conversation. I'm a, yeah, apparently, I'm a good conversation piece. You're a good conversation piece? <laughs> apparently. Yeah. apparently. <laughs> well, I finally made it to the damn train station, y'all. <laughs> damn, Iran. The Daradon. So by the time you guys take this quick break, I'll be back on live again from San Jose. Now I'm at the Daradon train station. Gonna have my way. Whew, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> Safely to Beach Park, Foster City, maybe. See if I can get there safe. But I'm gonna stay live. Much love to everybody. Just a All little right. quick break, right? Bob? Yeah. I got I got hey, the track I got the track ready right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Well, then yeah. give it up. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll call well, you we'll back in three you. minutes. Okay. Okay, baby. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. So, Russell, yeah, that was growing up. one of the first events I used to go to as a child was nice. wrestling. You were growing up with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. My dad, my mother, my brothers, we all. And my mother worked for all of them. She worked at Candlestick, uh, Oakland Coliseum, and um, Cal Palace. So I found at least one thing in common between all three of us. I, I actually played football in uh, in high school. So in one way or another, we were all athletes at one point. Yeah. But um, I, I've suffered. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> In high school, uh, before I went to college, I was supposed to get a scholarship for football, and um, and I tore my MCL. Oh, I know how that. I had an ACL tear in '95 playing with five guys, three on three basketball. <laughs> oh, we got another one. Yeah, I've, I've had a torn meniscus and a torn ACL. But just like uh, <laughs> just like you were saying earlier, the body heals itself. Mm-hmm. You know, the body. It's crazy that uh, the doctors can sit there and tell you I wasn't supposed to be walking. I got into a car accident when I was uh, fourteen, mm-hmm. and they said I never walked straight. Wow! And then uh, six months later, I was walking, no crutches, no nothing, mm-hmm. going uphill, uh, mm-hmm. doing. Doing uh, suicides uphill. Wow. And then, um, and then, like I said, I mean, um, I, I've been, shoot, I've been cut, stabbed, um, poked and prodded and set on fire. Wow. Um, I've been shot. Um, mm. So, and I've had multiple uh, concussions. Hmm. I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So I have probably 99% of my motor functions. I think my uh, short-term memory is iffy mm-hmm. sometimes, but mm-hmm. uh, 
Same with mine. Enjoying well, party. That's just because you <laughs> smoke a lot of weed. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's some real stuff, Bob. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, your story is definitely uh, a great example of you know the body and the spirit coming together and healing itself and doing stuff that the doctors can't do because what the doctors tell you is what they read in books not right. what you are going through right. you know so right and you found the healing qualities of uh cbds and THCs. Yes. it's a wonderful thing and yeah then, uh, and then you're swimming you know there's so much there's so many molecules and benefits to being in water mm-hmm. and swimming is the best exercise because you exercise all your muscles. All your muscles. Every muscle you have. Even your eyelashes. Even, even your eyelashes, <laughs> yes. Well, that's you are, a... you are exercising in the water, you know, and and it's really good. It's good to keep circulation yeah. through, throughout your whole body. And um, I, I'm i in awe of your strength. Oh, thank you. And thank you. definitely uh, your, your story is inspiring and... Um, like I said, I mean, I shook your hand earlier, and I I felt your presence. You know thank what I'm saying? You, brother, and thank, thank you. you, sister. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, thank you. And keep up the good work. Oh, you know, I got to keep my muscles oh. going. You know, oh, you, oh, you want yeah. tickets yeah, to the yeah, gun yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh! No. <laughs> you want to buy some? You want to try some? <laughs> I'm sorry, I got it. You, you know, keep, that's uh, you know, you, you got to turn it on him. You got to turn it on. Eight. Right. It's 58, you know. Oh. There you go. That's 58. Bob. You know? Oh, damn. Oh, right. You don't know, bro. Come, I, yeah. No. Oh, my. She does it for the gains, bro. That's peaks and valleys right there. Who is this? Quinn. Go ahead, champ. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> you're, you're electronics or something. Hello. 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 Yeah, yeah, I didn't call last week because uh, the telephones were down where I was at. Oh, how you doing, Gail? Thank you. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I need money, man. <laughs> don't it, don't we all. $1.6 billion. I was Ooh. disappointed. $1.6 billion? You couldn't spend $2 on a lottery ticket? <laughs> I, I did. A lottery, I got a lottery ticket. And it took some finagling, we'll say, because I couldn't get up off my fucking ass, which I still can't. And and it's even worse than it was before. Now is it longer it's been the time before they can slap a hip in. So they got, I got to get out, I got out of this skilled nursing facility. And now I'm in a border care home. Mm-hmm. And I thought the mattress was uncomfortable at the skilled nurse. But this one beats it, man. So, where is Anthony Medina? Uh, Anthony Medina actually is going to be on the show in like two weeks. Well, gee. He he never got back to me, but I think he's going to be on in two weeks. He got back to me the day I was taken away in the ambulance. Oh, shit. He called me and I said, not now. Because just lucky, the day he calls me, I have to be carting off to the medical facility. But like oh, the one that Quinn is still lost going to? <laughs> what was that? Oh, the same one that uh, Quinn is still lost going to? <laughs> and I'm still looking for my free money. Is it building up a nice, big, warm, dusty chunk for Yale? Uh, there's a $20 bill in there. 
Only at one. Well, I know when it comes to money, I get kind of concerned, <laughs> you know, because who can withstand temptation? Mm. <clears throat> you know. Man. But I well, twenty dollars. I know. I know. I can't. <laughs> oh yeah. But I want my free money. I'm envisioning thousands and thousands of dollars. Because hell, if you want to throw it away on a bunch of shit, you can throw it towards this old lady who has no hip, who's even being. Because I thought when the IV went, now it was time to get the hip replaced. Oh no! You got that would be too easy. Mm. Now I gotta be on oral antibiotics for two or three months, and then they gotta wait three weeks, and then they gotta take a sample of. Of hip fluids. Then, then if everything goes right, and I don't kick the bucket from being all this frustration in my lifestyle, then maybe I'll get a new hip. Then maybe I finally can go somewhere and get money. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? You guys got a YouTube station, and you're not utilizing it to turn it into money? Oh, no, we Come are. Come on. We are. We're, yeah. we're just trying to get you over here. It would be hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, like that TV show, um, The Big Bang, where they had that mother's voice, you know? Are oh, you talking about Sheldon? There was actually an episode where they show someone portraying the mother in the distance. Did you know that? They did? Yeah, I did. Did you know? Because I always thought it was the voice, and there was never no physical presence. But they had an episode. Oh, she's talking about Howard. Red Sheet went oh, over. Oh, she is, yeah. And, and she kind of held them captive and all that. And in the distance, you can see a figure going by. So I knew they actually had a physical figure there. I thought it was always the voice. You know? Uh, anyway, come on. You look, you look like that YouTube. Make something interesting. Create some characters. Look at Pee Wee That really got me. <laughs> Why aren't you guys? I mean, I'm just one little old decrepit brain here. Oh. And remember, I, I was in the room with my roommate, and they were giving her little exercises. Um, that was five words. Uh, safe, I think it was, and church, and red, and daisy. I forget the other word. Now, they talked to you a while, and can you repeat those words back? But the one they did me was... Do the years from, the months of the years backwards from, you know, December, November, and count backwards from 20 to 1. And I you know they always want to test out your mental function. They didn't test out if I was a raven lunatic. It's like, God, That happens it. to me every day. They just wanted to know if I can count backwards <laughs> from 20 to 1, and if I knew who the hell the president was. They're not asking the right questions. They're not saying, Gail. If someone pisses you off enough, would you like to put your hands around their neck and strangle them to death? They don't ask those questions. Actually, a psychiatrist was supposed to come see me today, if I'm not mistaken, at this other facility. But unfortunately, I got shipped out here, so I couldn't see the sitting back doctor. Uh, but anyway, I don't know about you guys, because when they told me a psychiatrist didn't come and see me, I was going around, 
We're going to get a psychiatrist. Good news. A psychiatrist coming to see me. Like it was an ice cream cone. You are going to scare this psychiatrist but, away. But then I, I was asking these other people if they ever been to the psychiatrist and would you 